0: Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything.
4: President Roosevelt wore an anti gravity belt, dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school fly in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. <laughs> Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fit. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fit.
2: Some pigs can fly. The Big Fish. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer?
3: Ah, the Big Fit. Rumble Beluga, Alaska, this is and now here's your host, Deborah Goldstein.
0: Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the fantastic orchestration of truth and the stranding or whaley colossity of tooth raked lies. I'm your host Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience.
3: And I'm also not a fan of unicorns or mermaids.
0: Okay, why aren't you a fan of unicorns or mermaids, and why do you feel the need to share your dislike of two much-beloved mythical creatures?
3: Unicorns are just horses with wings, and you'll recall from our episode on horses that I fear horses. Yes. Put a long, pointy sword on a horse's head and give it wings, and And that is the most terrifying thing I can imagine.
0: Okay, that tracks. And mermaids?
3: Uh, I don't actually have anything against mermaids personally, but they do live in water and robots do not do well in water. Do you know what it's like for a robot to put on a wetsuit, Deborah? No. They're very tight, and I get sweaty just thinking about putting wetsuits on, and Deborah, don't make me do
0: it. It's okay, it's okay. You don't have to put on a wetsuit. Okay, and why are we discussing unicorns and mermaids in the first place? Oh,
3: well, that's because we got a question from a listener asking me which I like better.
4: Hi, Lisa. I have a question for you. Which one do you like better, unicorns or mermaids?
3: And that is my answer. No to flying horses with sword heads and no to wetsuits and mermaids.
0: Okay, but are there any mythical creatures that you do like?
3: Guinea pigs are pretty cute.
0: Guinea pigs? They're not mythical. They're real animals.
3: They are? Those cute little balls of fur that crunch on hay and make little adorable tweeting sounds? Yep, they're real. I guess sometimes the truth is is stranger than fiction. Ah,
0: and that's a very good segue to our show, Lisa. So why don't you tell us how our game works?
3: Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. Mm. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one can spot a liar better than a kid, at least we hope. What are we lying about today, Deborah?
0: We are lying about whales, large mammals that live in the water and also breathe air. Lisa, what do you know about whales? Have you ever seen a whale or know anything about our topic today?
3: Easy does it, Deborah. You're really fishing for information, aren't you?
0: Oh, look at you with the puns.
3: Puns? Oh, because I said you were fishing? That wouldn't be a pun if we're talking about whales. (laughs) You just said that whales are mammals, not fish. So, not a pun.
0: Okay, so I took a little artistic license with that one.
3: Not sure punning is considered an art.
0: Wow, tough crowd. Okay, well, we'll just move on, shall we? Lisa, who is our contestant today?
3: Our human child contestant is a 13 and a half year old who moves through the world differently, Maxwell Stewart. Well, hi, Max. Hi. How are you today? I'm good.
0: Tell me, you move through the world differently in what way?
1: Well. Well, the fact is like, I have trouble with learning. It's a bit harder for me to learn, but it doesn't really change how I process life and life is a tiny bit harder, but that's totally fine. It sounds like you're
0: handling it just great. I'm so happy that you're going to move through our world together with us today. So let's get to know you a little bit. I understand you love Beyblades. Is that right?
3: Yes. Sometimes Deborah tries to use me as a Beyblade and she just spins me around (laughs) and it makes me want (laughs) to (laughs) vomit.
0: No, I think sometimes you sit in my office chair and you get a little too excited in the chair and you just spin around too much. I think that's what happens. That's
3: true. It's so much fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We are going to learn more about you, Max, by playing our game Two Truths and a Lie You are going to tell us three facts about yourself, but one of those facts is actually going to be a lie. We have to figure out which one is the lie, Max. What are your three facts?
1: I like to do flips on my trampoline. Okay. I have a Harry Potter scarf. Oh. I've driven a tractor. Okay, Lisa, what do you think?
3: So, the second one, he said he has a Harry Potter scar on his forehead, and I know to get a Harry Potter scar, you have to be attacked by Voldemort when you are a baby, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't, so I know that one is a lie. Nice try.
1: You are wrong! (gasps) What? That is not the lie.
0: You were attacked by Voldemort? You have a scar on your forehead. Where did you... You didn't get that scar from Voldemort, did you? No. He's the boy who lives. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not the boy who lives. Well, he is living. But, right, he's not Harry Potter. And so, how did you get that scar?
1: I was, like, two, um, and I was in uh, Mexico. I was, like, running around... And I, I, I like, rammed into something and oh, then dear. my head <gasps> cracked. Oh, my
0: goodness.
3: Lo siento.
1: <laughs> Nicely done. Spanish. Very good. The lie was that I do not do tr- flips on my trampoline. I cannot do a flip.
0: Well, it's just as well because you might get a scar. So let's just not do that. We're going to move on, Max. Lisa, can you please give us some welcome music for our whale experts? <laughs> <laughs>
3: If they're a real whale expert, they'll know what that means.
0: (laughs) Our first expert is Elliot Greengard. Elliot, please introduce yourself to Max.
4: Hey there, Max. I'm Elliot Greengard, and I'm a whale tracker at NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And Lisa, I'm deeply offended by what you just said.
1: What is that? It's like some kind of swear word in whale? (laughs) I'm sure not.
4: <clears throat> it's between me and Lisa.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. And our second expert is Nan
2: Hauser. Nan, can you please introduce yourself to Max? Hi, Max. I'm Nan Hauser, and I'm a whale biologist. I study whales all over the world. Okay. <laughs>
0: Lisa, can you tell us about those oceanic sound waves you're playing?
3: Those sounds mean the same thing on land and on sea.
0: It's hot seat time! (laughs) That is correct. That is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Max's questions. Lisa, Hmm, should we put on the hot seat first?
3: Elliot Greenguard, because his initials are EG, and EG is how you spell eggs, and eggs are chocolatey and filled with delicious cream.
1: <laughs> Actually, no. That's only at Easter, Lisa. Deborah, is that true? Well, what are they filled up with the rest of the year? They are filled with yolks. Ah, gross. <laughs> okay, well,
0: either way, Max, what is your first question for
1: Elliot? Can you describe a typical day at your job, Elliot?
4: Typical day? Well, most of my days are filled with data. Lots and lots of data. As a whale tracker, that's what we're getting in all of the time, our sonar, our satellite, our shortwave radio. I'm looking for updates on movements of the various whales we track, but I also look for anything that's unusual. Like, you know, did whale number 34DG-9 suddenly decide to move 200 miles overnight? (laughs) Things like that, anomalies. And uh, then after lunch, we uh, work together on new research projects. We talk about new expeditions we're going to do. Uh, or building new tracking devices to be deployed uh, later uh, in the week or later in the month,
1: so this is for both of you. What is the most embarrassing thing to happen at your job? Hmm. Who would like to take that
2: first? I can take that, okay. I think uh, the most embarrassing thing is when you have some incredible behavior and you are you slide into the water and you're filming this rare behavior. That the whale is doing, and you're so excited about it. And then it it lasts about 10 minutes, and you get back up on the boat. And then everybody wants to see the footage, and you go to show them. But you hadn't turned the camera on properly, and there's nothing to show. Oh,
0: that is embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Did you want to ask that question
1: to Elliot also? Yes, Elliot.
4: Uh, Once we were tracking this specific whale, I think it was 82EF-7, we were watching it as it went nearer and nearer into a harbor, uh, and then suddenly it turned and came up out of the water and onto the city streets, and I didn't know what was going on. And I called to my other uh, my colleagues, and uh, long story short, it turns out that we had mixed up 82EF-7 with a military vehicle that was doing some training exercises in the air. was like an amphibious vehicle or something. It went out of the water up onto it. Anyway, we we thought we had some kind of freakish whale or that our trackers were going haywire, but it was was just a mix up. And that was pretty embarrassing.
1: That is weird.
4: Awkward.
1: (laughs) Very awkward. So this is for Nan. What is it like to swim with whales? And have you ever done that?
2: I study whales underwater a lot, and so it's fascinating to be underwater with them. It's like You just can't even believe it. And sometimes they'll come right by you and you're just thinking, oh my gosh, this is a wild animal and it's huge. It's like a big city school bus going past and you're you're just a little bit afraid, but at the same time, you're so mesmerized by their beauty. They almost fly. Those long pectoral fins on, on humpback wheels, they fly through the water so gracefully. They don't even make any noise and they go upside down and they spin around. Around, and it's just like a beautiful ballet in the blue down there. I love it.
3: I have skateboarded with whales. You have? Oh my gosh, they are such good skateboarders.
1: <laughs> How would they I don't skateboard? skateboard?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's not easy for them, but it's a real triumph.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's true, Lisa. I don't either. Okay, so this is for both of you. Which sounds do whales make and Imitate your favorite whale sound.
4: Wow. Okay. Uh, I guess I I, I can start with that. Um, It depends on the species. Some make very high squeals and squeaks and others are more sort of low moans. And I I guess my favorite one, uh, favorite sound is the one that doesn't really sound like it's more of a sort of like, like a clicking sound, which I, I find very interesting.
2: Hmm. Okay, how about you, Nan? Well, that's interesting that Elliot likes the sperm whales the best that make the clicking sound. Personally, I like the humpbacks because their songs are so beautiful and so eerie. And so, well, That changes every year, but my favorite song goes... Wow,
0: <laughs> that was beautiful. Did you say something, Nan, or is that just sounds that they like to make?
2: Oh, no, they're trying to impress the females. Only the male humpbacks sing. Oh. And so they, they impress the females by making beautiful noises.
0: Interesting. OK. All right, Max, on to the next question.
1: This is for both of you. Uh, what do whales and humans have in common?
2: Okay, well, whales are like humans because they, first of all, they're mammals like us. And they have hair and they give birth to live young and they nurse their babies and they breathe air. But they're also like us because they have emotions. So they they have these relationships with their mom like we do. It's a very close relationship. They also tend to help each other too, which is really good. And we hope that all humans like to help each other also.
0: Hmm. Okay. What about Elliot? Do you have the a similar response or something to add?
4: Nan, Nan did hit all of the main points, I'd say. I, I'd One other uh, or maybe two other things I'd add is that whales communicate uh, with each other that, uh, and humans communicate with each other. And then, you know, just a little fun fact I, I, that whales and humans are the only uh, two animals who are known to keep other animals as pets. You know, humans have dogs and cats and birds and fish and You know, whatever else, hamsters and guinea pigs Um, and whales, too, have been observed in the wild uh, keeping starfish or smaller fish as pets in basically what are underwater aquariums. They, They sort of collect them.
0: If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak Bean, Sparky and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers time for the shorts on fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out experts get ready for a killer round okay max you can start asking elliot your shorts on fire questions now
1: how many species of whales are there, Elliot? Uh, about 80 or 90 or so. How many wa- miles does a gray whale swim during migration? Uh, about 10,000. Name an ocean where you cannot find whales.
4: Well, that's a trick question because whales can be found in every ocean and even some of the Great Lakes. Why do humpback whales blow circles of bubble nets? Uh, humpback whales blow bubble nets to protect their young or the sick or elderly from predators. It sort of functions like a shield. What is
1: one reason why some uh, whales are endangered?
4: Oh man, Uh, there's lots of reasons. Climate change, uh, pollution, commercial whaling is still a problem, believe it or not.
1: Who is the first human that is protected by a predator by the humpback
4: whale? The first human to be protected from a predator by a humpback whale? It sounds to me like another trick question. I've I've never encountered uh, something like that ever happening in, in my own research
0: and that is time time
4: that's all the time you have
0: there's no more time that is great okay so lisa please reset the timer
3: oh it's so hard to reset the timer
0: Ooh, <laughs> that sounded painful okay max you are going to ask nan your shorts on fire
1: questions now which whale's the largest whale the blue whale okay very quick response do whales have belly buttons? Yes, they do have belly
2: buttons because they're born with an umbilical cord.
1: What land animal is the closest relative to a whale? A wolf. What do you call a female whale? A cow. Which whale's long tooth used to be sold as unicorn horns?
2: A narwhal.
1: What part of the whale keeps water from coming in its blowhole? It's called a shield. What kind of whales have two blowholes? Baleen whales. Which whale song do you like the best?
0: Humpback whales. And that is
1: time. Okay.
3: Time is on back order, sorry. They
1: are fresh out of stock of time. (laughs) That's true.
0: It's decision time. Max must filter out all the lies he identified while he was spy hopping. Max, who is our big fibber? Hmm.
1: Both of them sounded great. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to have to go with Nan because Nan was very quick to answer. Whoa. She was too quick to answer, so it it sounded a bit too quick to be true. Okay, so you think
0: Nan is our big fibber because she answered too quickly. Okay, okay. So, will the actual whales expert please tell us who you are? Okay, it's me. <gasps> oh. oh, that is correct. <laughs> Nan Hauser is the director of Cook Islands Whale Research and the president of the Center for Cetacean Research and Conservation. The website is www.whaleresearch.org, which is a nonprofit organization that researches and protects whales and dolphins around the world. Uh, but it was a good guess. Ellie, it was great. That was tough. Okay, time to echolocate the truth with some fact-checking. Nan,
2: what were some of the lies you heard? I, I wrote them down because they cracked me up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the, he was really, really good. I'm not kidding. Ellie, <laughs> you did your homework because I do track whales. Oh, also. I track whales and sadly I tag them and track them. So you said that they used, um, shortwave radio and you even said sonar, uh, But we don't. We don't use either of those. But that's okay. (laughs) And keeping pets. Oh, my gosh. Keeping pets now. I have seen, there was a whale here. I'm in Rarotonga in the South Pacific. It's in the Cook Islands. I'm on the other side of the world from all of you. That's why it's very hot here. (laughs) And um, so we had a whale here this year. It was a young whale. He came early. And he was very lonely because none of the other whales had gotten here from Antarctica yet and so he found some dolphins and he played with those dolphins all day for about three weeks he played with those dolphins and they weren't pets they were just friends but I thought that that was close close to what you said Elliot (laughs) 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 and then the other thing that cracked me up is that yes there are whales in every ocean but when you said the great lakes that was a little too much much.
0: (laughs) that was a whale of a story yes indeed okay and so Elliot thank you very much. Elliot, in what ways are you responsible for your breach of trust?
4: In what ways am I responsible? Are, are you asking me how I lied?
0: Yes, but I'm saying it in whale terminology. Uh-oh. Breach of trust. Uh, sorry,
4: I didn't know you wanted me to spout off.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, uh,
4: God. Uh- well, uh, you know, Nan got them all. The the the, yep. uh, the certainly the keeping of pets. I made up Great yep. Lakes. Of course, there's no whales in the yes. Great Lakes. Um what a, bubble nets bubble nets How oh about yeah that one. all right oh, but, yeah, but that actually, is all wrong right so bubble nets <laughs> bubble nets i know they use for hunting they use to to round for up feeding. prey right i've seen that uh, on on television or in the internet where they use these bubble nets to make smaller fish like more compact so they can eat them all at once but the other thing that i lied about nan that i would love to hear you talk about is is about a whale protecting a human, which I said has never happened, but yes, I, I hear that right. it
2: has. Please tell us, man. Yes, it has happened. And it was me. <gasps> when I was making a film a few years ago, I slid into the water with a couple whales to be filmed. And then all of a sudden, this whale swam up to me and he put me on his head and I was terrified, and he flipped over, and I was on his chin, and I was trying to get away from him, but I couldn't, and he kept pushing me and nuzzling me, and he was trying to tuck me under his pectoral fin, and I kept oh holding on and and trying not to get hurt, and and then I slid down his back, and I thought that I was okay, but he turned around, and for 10 and a half minutes, <gasps> he pushed me through the water. At one point, he lifted me up out of the water on his pectoral fin. Oh, my gosh. Right up out of the water, and I yelled to every everyone on the boat, please come help me. And then poof, right back down again. And so then I saw this shark and it was the biggest (gasps) tiger shark I've ever seen in my whole life. It was as big as a truck. I thought it was another whale. It was so big. And he was swimming right for me. And the whale came right in there and put me on his head and pushed me right back to the boat where I climbed out. Wow. So the whale was protecting you from the shark. It's called altruistic behavior. It's altruism where they help... Other species and their own species, too. Thank goodness. They do it out of the kindness of their heart. They could even risk their life. It's like the fireman who rushes into the house on fire to save someone he doesn't even know. So firefighters are the whales of the human species. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like that.
0: (laughs) So I'm lucky very lucky. And what an experience. That's so cool. And you can see that online, right? There yeah, are videos amazing. of this actually happening if you want to go online, Max, and check it out. So cool. And thank you so much for coming and sharing that story with us and all those fun facts about whales. It is time now to migrate onwards. Thanks to our contestant, Max, the pilot of our episode today. Thank you to our expert and liar, Nan and Elliot, and to Lisa for his sonorous sounds. And, of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning in to The Big Fib, where we do not kowtow to liars and where we breathe the fresh air of truth.
3: The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. And follow us on social media at the Big Fit Podcast for behind the scenes photos and more true facts. And if you're a whale listening right now. <laughs>
0: Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex
1: topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.